This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello, I'm Andre Yeo, Deputy News Editor for The Straits Times. And I'm Jessie Lim, a journalist with The Straits Times. You're listening to the second episode in a new podcast series by The Straits Times called Stop Scams. Since 2016, victims have lost about $1 billion to scams. In this episode, we are speaking with Superintendent of Police, Michelle Tay, the head of the Anti-Scam Centre, or ASC. Welcome, Michelle. Hi. So maybe you can tell us more about what the ASC does and what you all do to prevent scams from happening. Okay, just a brief introduction. The ASC um, was actually set up in June 2019 is to consolidate and focus scam fighting efforts across the entire Singapore police force. Actually, the thinking behind the formation of ASC is that previously there were, for example, productions orders sent to the bank to freeze bank accounts, but they're all sent out individually by the respective police investigation units. So there was a need to firstly, swiftly freeze these bank accounts and secondly, to have a centralised coordination. Because can you imagine to freeze one bank account, there may be multiple productions orders sent in. That's one of the reasons for the formation of Anti-Scam Centre and it's also to reach out to the stakeholders to form a network so that we can quickly stop funds from moving out. And the Anti-Scam Centre is also formed up um, due to the rise in scam cases and there was a need for the police to act swiftly and quickly to tackle these scam cases. Uh, so, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. And you mentioned how job scams um, are on the rise and they were the number one concern for the police. Why would you say so? COVID has brought about much uncertainty and job insecurity, which may have caused the rise in job scams. We believe that the victims are typically lured by the convenience of relatively easy job roles and high commission. The convenience of earning easy money also remains very, very attractive, whether it's through the fake investment sites or fake job scam apps. Because COVID is also here to stay, we believe that job scams may continue to be on the rise. Okay, just now you also mentioned that, you know, there are so many stakeholders involved when uh, a report comes in, right? Can you talk us through the process? You know, what happens when a member of the public calls the police to lodge a report about a scam? First, notify the bank to stop any further transfers and next, immediately go to the neighbourhood police centre or lodge a police report online. In the report lodging, it's very important that you come with uh, information such as how you get acquainted with the scammer, transaction details such as the amount transferred, date and time of the transaction, beneficiary accounts which you make the transfer into, and how the transaction was made, such as whether it's through PayNow, PayLa or iBanking transfer. Okay, so Michelle... Um, what should someone do when they think that they have been a victim of a scam? Okay, so typically scam victims do not um, call the anti-scam centre. They actually come through our police operations command centre. That's where the fact-finding from the victim happens. And subsequently, POCC in short will forward the report to us or the investigation officer assigned to the case will send the report over to us. When our ESC officer receives such a report, the very first thing we do is to quickly collaborate with our stakeholders. This includes the banks and the fintech companies to quickly trace and salvage the funds for our victims. And Michelle, what do your officers do when they receive a call from a scam victim? Yes, so a typical day begins with checking the scam reports and uh, conducting the follow-up actions on these reports, such as engaging stakeholders to freeze bank accounts, conducting fund flow tracing and analysis to try our best to recover the victim's money. Our ESC officer is also rostered for duty tours daily, 24-7. So this is to ensure prompt action is taken on every scam report that is reported to the police. How long does it typically take huh, to deal with one scam report? 
actually depends if it's a simple one transaction transfer. Typically, it happens within, I would say, about five minutes. But if the money has gone through several layers, tracing it requires some time. I would say about a few hours. Uh, the police have often said that if the money is transferred out of Singapore, it's very hard to get it back. Why is this so? Firstly, the police do not have jurisdiction and powers over an overseas country. And secondly, the receiving country may not be as cooperative or be able to assist us in recovering any money. Uh, at this point, we also want to share that it definitely requires global effort and commitment from overseas counterparts, everybody to just come on board to fight scams. Would you say that is the biggest challenge the police faces in stopping scams? Yes, because the reality is once the money moves out of Singapore, it is almost impossible to make any recovery. So what can the public do to prevent you know, themselves from losing money to scammers? I think the best way to stop scams is to prevent it from even happening. Each and every one of us has a part to play to be vigilant and we should be alerting our loved ones about scams. So should you fall prey, we should quickly notify the bank and also make a police report. The faster you make a police report, the faster uh, we can act on it and the higher the chances of the recovery. And Michelle, how can the public be more involved? So I heard about the Community Watch scheme and a new e-commerce transaction safety rating. Oh yes, Jesse. You know that our Community Watch scheme currently has more than 5,000 members and it was officially launched on 11 December 2021. I personally encourage all listeners who are listening to join this scheme. So through this scheme, you can share crime advisories with your family and friends. You can provide the Singapore Police Force with information on crime that you may come across. And if you are able to commit more time and effort and you would like to do even more to enhance Singapore's safety and security, please also join the Singapore Police Force Volunteer Schemes. Some of these examples include Crime Prevention Ambassadors, Citizens on Patrol, or the Volunteer Special Constabulary. Oh yes, Jesse. you know, e-commerce is very popular. We all shop online, especially the ladies. Okay, so we have this e-commerce marketplace safety ratings. This actually give an indication to the extent how the different e-commerce marketplaces have in place anti-scam measures. So when we make a purchase on any e-commerce platform, okay, you can allow us to make a more informed choice on which marketplace to use for these transactions and it can raise consumer vigilance and encourage the use of safety features and good practices when transacting online. Okay, that's great to hear. I'll definitely look out for it when I shop online next time. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now, back to my conversation with my co-host Andre Yeo and Superintendent of Police Michelle Tay, the head of the Anti-Scam Centre. And you mentioned that the online shopping, because it's so popular, perhaps that's why there's a proliferation of uh, scams, right? It seems like the scammers are using many different tactics to cheat their victims. They seem to be mixing and matching scam variants. And one of the more well-known ones seems to be pig butchering. Perhaps you can explain what it means and how it works. Okay, Andre, pig butchering is actually a mixed variant of love scam as well as investment scam. So these victims, typically in the cases that we see, mostly females, they fall in love with someone online. And in most cases, they don't actually get to meet them. Um, at most, they do a video call and they'll be then introduced to investment opportunities by their love interest, which promises high returns. So after putting in deposits, they will subsequently fail to withdraw their capital as well as any returns at all. Then the love interest just disappears and that's when they realise they've been scammed. 
Interestingly, not all love interest disappears. Some of them still linger on in the life of the victims. This is to get them to pump in more money and more money into the schemes. So the love is still there. The victims will continue to pump in more money. Okay, so Michelle, uh, what trends has the Anti-Scam Centre noticed recently? You know, Andre, scammers just want our money. So they are also trying to move the money across as many layers and out of the country eventually. So what we will also notice is that the movement of the stolen money has also evolved. So previously, we've seen them move from bank account to bank account. And increasingly, they are using corporate accounts registered to a shell company, uh, using e-wallets, and then also converting them to crypto and finally moving them out of Singapore. So these added layers cause friction to investigation efforts and police efforts to recover funds. So Andre, next we also notice the way scammers are obtaining these channels to move funds is also shifting. So for example, in the past, they use scam victims themselves and trick them into receiving and transferring the funds up for them. Increasingly, we're also observing that scammers are reaching out to the youth to buy their bank accounts at a fee and also in recent trends, buying their digital identity credentials. So with these digital identity credentials, scammers can actually log into multiple sites to create for new accounts, even new wallets or communication lines to perpetrate scams. So on this note, we also want to highlight that selling your accounts or credentials to scammers or allowing them for misuse is an offence. And more often than not, even though the users are promised a fee, in the end, they are also being scammed. They will not receive the returns. And in fact, they have to end up facing the brunt of the law for their misdeeds. That's very worrying to hear that teenagers are doing this. How much are they typically offered to uh, sell their bank accounts? From the cases that we've seen, Per bank account, maybe about 500 and for credential, it can go as high to about 2,000. And how do the scammers recruit these youths in the first place? Over a variety of platforms, such as online platforms. As the head of the Anti-Scam Centre, what has your personal experience with scams been? You know, have scammers contacted you? Uh, how did they do it and what did they promise you? Oh, that's a very interesting question, Andre. Also, I recall, I think in my early days in the police force, my mom actually received a kidnap call from a scammer claiming that I had been kidnapped. So what my mom did that time was to quickly end the call, hang up, and she quickly called me to firstly check where am I and also to alert me of this. So thankfully, she is vigilant to end the call and it's definitely, when you suspect it's a scam call, perfectly fine to hang up on the scammer. Do not continue the conversation and do not make any transfers into any bank accounts that they are giving you. So in recent times, I've also been receiving SMSs asking me to join this investment group or added into chat groups with uh, investment with good returns. Uh, these are definitely very, very dubious and quickly exit the group and report in the channel that you're receiving it and block the number. Do not download any fraudulent apps through any link that they send you. So from these experiences, scam has been around since donkey years ago even to date and definitely going to stay. So our hope is that every listener or every Singaporean is really um, acquainted with the scam types and be very, very alert to detect and to not even fall prey for all these scams. So if you fall prey, do not be worried or afraid. Quickly come forward, notify our bank and lodge a police report. We are here to help. So Michelle, I'm sure your officers have dealt with many victims. Perhaps you can share with us how some of these victims have been affected after being scammed. Yeah, you know, it's, Andre is always sad um, to hear of a scam story and to hear the version of the victim. I think what scammer takes is more than their money. So even in love scams, it takes some emotions as well. And 
After losing the sum of money, it leaves the victim very, very vulnerable. So at this point, family and friends' support and encouragement is very, very crucial. So I recall we will have one case, um, a phishing scam whereby uh, this parent lost about 90k uh, to a phishing scam. Uh, that's actually the money he saved up for his child's university tuition fees. So that's very sad because uh, he definitely felt very guilty uh, for not being vigilant. But what was um, encouraging is that the family is very supportive and managed to help him out of this. So what can um, society do as a whole to fight this scam scourge? Fighting scams is definitely not an individual effort. It's a community effort. So this includes you and me. We can all um, be more vigilant, encourage our loved ones and remind them of the scam trends, remind them to be vigilant, uh, stay more informed in their lives. We can also sign up as advocate to receive up-to-date messages and share them with our family and friends. So I also personally encourage all of you to join the Spot the Signs, Spot the Crimes campaign at www.scamalert.sg. So that's where we can receive messages about scams and share them with our family and friends. So together we can all help stop scams and prevent our loved ones from becoming the next victim of crime. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being on the show. It was very interesting. And uh, we hope that you and your team will be successful in fighting this scam scourge. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap for Stop Scams, a new podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm Andre Yo, And I'm Jessie Lim. Once again, don't forget to share this podcast episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to read our Stop Scams articles, there's a link in our podcast text description below. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.